This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hey friend, I'm your host Desiree. This is episode 72 and this week I've got our monthly Q&A for you where my friend Catherine joins us and Catherine and I just talk through some questions that you've all asked us. I usually put that question box for those questions out on Instagram. So if you're wondering where I get these questions from, that's usually where. This month we're focusing on healthy living. So fitness, eating. In January, many of us were gung-ho about this, right? Many of us kind of set New Year's resolutions, and I just figure that by the end of February, our motivation may be waning. So with that said, I find this topic extremely important. I find it important to talk about. I've always found it interesting. It's one of the topic of conversations that I have with most of my friends when I'm sitting down for a coffee date. I just think it's important to take care of our bodies by thinking about how we move our bodies and what we put into our bodies. With that said, I'm certainly not an expert and neither is Catherine. We're sharing our personal experiences and our personal journeys. We mentioned a lot of resources today, which are all linked in the show notes. You can actually find those at desireandries.com slash minimalish slash 72, or you can just find them in the description wherever you are currently listening to this podcast. But this topic does take work and even research from us. So there isn't a one size fits all way to simplify it. And although we are going to discuss how we can simplify these topics, mostly today is just a conversation on Catherine and I's health journeys and what works for us and answering your questions and what we think can help you as well. Obviously, everyone is different. This is a very personal topic, but I just am excited to chat with you all about it. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Okay, so we are going to chat about healthy living and just health and fitness in general This was a topic we got a question on last month. This month, we took more questions. We're doing a more themed Q&A. I feel like we both have been, but Catherine is really like, you've been diving into just a whole new way of eating and living with a focus on health. So I'm excited to hear more about that. Yeah, it's it's been a good little mini journey for me. It's very fresh, very new, but current. So I feel like it's really good to talk about since it's real life right now. Before I move on and forget to say this, I wanted to note that we are not experts in any of this, but we both talked before this and we both come from the perspective of 
just like regular, ordinary people that care about their health and that have yeah. tried a lot of things that have and have not worked. So I feel like we've explored this, like both of us on our, on our own, and exactly. we have a lot of perspectives to share, but don't take our advice as expert right. on anything that would affect your health. So exactly. Okay, let's then dive into our main questions. The first one, which we'll approach is just this idea of how do we do fitness, basically. And what I want to talk about before that, because I think that this deserves a backstory, this topic, at least for, yeah, for I sure. feel like for a lot of people, it's just there's a background there. There's a history that is involved here. So I want to talk about our story with health and just fitness in general. What has this looked like for you? You know, they say like your health journey or whatever. What has that looked like for you? Uh, It's been such a like a back and forth sort of thing. So before I got married, and even when I was, you know, newly married and that stuff, I was extremely fit. Like I grew up playing sports. I played soccer and field hockey and I swam. Uh, I was a lifeguard throughout college and graduate school. And so I always stayed fit in some way. And it was very easy to stay fit because it was just always incorporated into my life. And then when I lived in Colorado during undergrad, I was dirt poor and ate very clean food because it's what I could afford. I ate like boiled chicken and spinach and rice. And, you know, I, I spent 32, 34 every single week on groceries like it was insane. So staying fit was not like this big thorn in my side back then. Whereas when after I had a baby, it had it had become this thorn in my side of this arduous looming task of how am I going to get not necessarily my body back, but how am I going to have in essence any sort of healthy lifestyle and even not even just look fit, but be able to be fit, if that makes sense. So I've always had PCOS, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I didn't realize I had it until college, graduate school, maybe. I kind of knew what was going on, but I didn't get diagnosed until before Owen was born. So there are a lot of layers to my fitness journey. Um, IBS has also contributed to that. So my body in and of itself does not function the way it should. And I have a lot of bloating, irregular body functions, if you will, irregular cycles. And so my hormones pretty much wreak havoc on my body, but it wasn't as noticeable until after I had a baby. So before having a baby, I could run my, I used to run all the time too. I would run like four to six miles every day or a couple times a week. And after I had a baby, and maybe you felt like this too, my body just stopped functioning. It stopped being able to perform the way it used to. And that was really defeating for me. Basically, let's see, Owen will be three in May. So it has been such a struggle since then. And I have tried many different formats of staying healthy. Like I mentioned, I did a Whole30 program. I lost nine pounds and several inches, but I gained it all back pretty quickly. I tried a boot camp form of exercise, which is a class. I tried running. I tried a lot of different avenues, trying to do home workouts, all kinds of things, and nothing really stuck. I am a perpetual quitter. When something is hard, I stop. But my journey after motherhood, everything felt hard. It felt hard to occupy my kid while I worked out. It felt hard to do the workouts. It felt hard to make good diet choices. Everything was hard. 
So I kind of got to a point where I just quit trying. That point was, I guess, maybe like a year ago. We had some stuff go down in my marriage that was hard and moving a lot and things like that. So just compiled with it being hard and going through hard circumstances, I just was like, well, this is not for me. I'm never going to be that mom that's in shape. I'm going to feel tired all the time. And this is just my lot in life. This is how it's, I guess, it's going to be. And it got to the point where I was feeling so terrible in my body and not in the form of I don't like the way it looks. It's I cannot function. I was tired, napping all the time. I had headaches. I was getting numbness and tingling. Just certain symptoms that were very abnormal and bizarre for me. Started My period was all over the place, which it was just really scary because I never knew if I was pregnant or not, which I never was. So you can imagine like the anxiety when your body starts doing things it's not supposed to. How difficult it is to function day to day while raising a toddler. Um, There were some mornings I wouldn't want to get out of bed. I knew I needed to make a change, but my heart and mind was not ready to change. And I think um, you have to, and I've said this before, you have to come to the end of yourself to make any changes. And that's how I was with my minimalism journey and my shopping habits. I had to come to that point with my body and fitness journey. I had to be fully sick of the way things were to try something new. So, yeah. I understand the struggle. Yeah. For you, it was a natural part of you for a while. And then after having babies, everything changed. And I feel like mine's kind of opposite, which I'm happy about that, that we're both coming from different places. Because, I mean, it's not opposite as in after baby, it didn't get easier. (laughs) It's just (laughs) always, I've never been an athlete. I'm the most uncoordinated person in the world. Um, I'm super unathletic. I just, that's just always who I've been. And I was trying to reflect on this and think about, I I think these days I'm just trying to shift habits that have been with me since I was literally a child. I don't know. I can remember six, seven, eight years old, maybe not wanting to go outside and play. I just wanted to sit around. I don't know why I was just such a sedentary kid. I think I've always been, I have a low energy personality, so that's part of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're not meant to do that. <laughs> we're not meant to not move. So I was not loved moving my body. I've not loved working out. I have not been athletic. I yeah. tried all the sports. I didn't like any of them. <laughs> um, and it's funny because I married the opposite of me and he mm. is a phys ed teacher and, oh and my a gosh, wrestling that's coach. <laughs> and he always is moving. So anyways, I definitely grew up in a household where physical fitness was, it's, I don't even know, it was such a strange dynamic like there was obesity and then there was also uh my dad who obsessive about his health because he his dad died of a heart attack and so he became obsessive about health and so even though that is a good thing i've operated out of a mindset of fear Mm. of disease on either side of obesity or of all of the different things that come from either side so yeah. And I have, I've been diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, but yes. I've never had to have treatment for it because it kind of went into remission. Mm-hmm. And I, around college, when I was dating Nick, I started to think, all right, should I move my body somehow? And in high school, I would walk with my friend all the time. So I found ways all along, basically, that I would enjoy. I would find these ways mm-hmm. that I would enjoy moving my body and then 
through college, I I never really had a problem. I, it was part of an obsessive part of me that said, I do not want to gain the freshman 15, so I'm going to do everything in my power not to. And yeah. I ate healthy, and I would walk a lot, basically. But I never liked working out, and I don't really think working out is necessary if as long as yeah. you're moving. <laughs> you know, you have to really be moving a lot. But I found ways that I enjoyed doing it. And my wedding definitely motivated me. I found strength yeah. training, and I absolutely loved it. But... <laughs> Through the beginning of my marriage, I had my husband motivating me. I was never the person who's in the gym five days a week or anything like that. But once I had Gemma again, it's like your body's destroyed and you have to find uh, strength again. So that has been a struggle for me pretty much in a very similar way to you since then to where I just had to come to a point where I realized that I just wasn't moving enough. And I think that that is where I'm at now. And that's not the only problem. I mean, I've had to really shift my mindset and I'm still working on that of not being, it doesn't have to be an obsession. It doesn't have to be, I don't know. I I feel like a lot of my mindsets were just negative towards it. It's either I'm all in or I'm complaining about why I can't do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, there's a whole other side of that that deals with food, but I've always been really proactive about food and cared about it. But then I'll like fall off the wagon and just be like, well, eating toast all day would be easier because I'm so tired. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so it's it's a lot of back and forth for me right now. I can't say that I'm, you know, on the other side of that or anything, but I am just working on the mindset shifts that all go into it and working on consistency. And that's where I'm at. So Let's talk about this question of how do you stay fit? So how do you stay fit, Catherine? (laughs) What does that look like for you now? (laughs) Well, and it's funny because it's like I don't consider myself fit right now, but I guess um, I'm working towards being back there. and, And in my mind, staying fit, the definition of staying fit has changed so much since, you know, becoming a mom. And before I was a mother, staying fit meant being an athlete. It meant performing at maximum strength, maximum reps, lifting heavy, running far distances. And now staying fit is being healthy so that I can get up every day and take care of my child because I was truly at a point where I was not functioning well. Um, And so I like I want people to understand that staying fit doesn't have to look like anything. Your body doesn't have to perform well or look fit or anything to be fit. Um, I think it's just maintaining health in a way that you are mentally strong and physically strong to do whatever your body needs to do to get through the day. So right now I... um, I am doing the faster way to fat loss. It is a program based on intermittent fasting with carb cycling and macro counting. And that has helped me lose 14 and a half inches. I was, I only have lost five pounds, but I've learned that the scale is a liar. So I no yeah. longer pay attention to the scale. Basically how my clothes fit, um, how do I feel? Like I've said before, am I, you know, bloated? Am I tired? Am I low energy? That sort of thing. So, um, the faster ways help me get back to where, to a point of being motivated to do things again. Um, because when you are unhealthy, 
you are more susceptible to depression and anxiety, and you can end up staying there for a long period of time and just being stuck. So this program has helped me get unstuck to a path that I can continue on for the long term. That program has helped my eating habits, and I think the eating habits has truly changed my body, not necessarily all the working out that I was am doing or have been doing. Um, it's really just been the eating plan, staying gluten-free, dairy-free, and limiting my alcohol intake. And all the, the way that they design the program really gives you the mindset of staying fit so that, again, you can live a long, healthy life and fight disease and prevent problems and things like that. So, um, but I had to get into the mindset first and, and I, I can say that my shopping habit, when I was trying to eliminate that, I think it transferred over to eating. I think I was using food as a coping mechanism and I had developed a really bad relationship with food. Um, I would use it to comfort. I would use it when I was lonely. I would use it when I was stressed with Owen and it's food is read, readily available in your house. I mean, you can just stand there and watch your kid play and just eat a sleeve of crackers or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think I, in some way, had transferred my urge to shop and spend money and decorate in my house to just eating mindlessly. And um, I really had to change my heart and my soul about it and look in the mirror and say, Catherine, you've really, you're using a coping mechanism that's not doing anything for you. Um, And so this program has given me discipline and looking at my food choices and realizing that not all calories are created equal. Not all food is created equal. And I was fueling my body in a way that was unhealthy and not, I wasn't able to do what I need to do. So now I feel like I'm fueling it in the right way, but I have my heart and my mind had to change first. Um, so staying fit, I think at its core is a mindset for sure. So, yeah. 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 And do you, would you say that like, it's for you, the focus is on, you said the focus is kind of on the nutrition and then do you, how much, like how often, just because I feel like people want to know this, but do you work out like four or five days a week? Do you go to the gym? What do you do? The program, um, you can work out as much as you want. The program does want you to work out if you're capable, um, five, five or six days a week. And I have had to come to terms with I just can't feasibly get to the gym that often. I really don't want to work out at home, which we can talk about in a second. But um, I think I, I do about three or four days of working out. And that is enough for me and my body type. And with PCOS, you're not supposed to just overdo it. So I really love to strength train. I Lifting weights, I do it with my husband. And together, we push each other. And it is so empowering for me. I love lifting weights. I'm not running anymore. I'm not swimming anymore. Um, I'm not jumping around anymore. But I'm strength training and doing what I can three or four days a week. And that feels enough. It's only about 45 minutes. They are really just a great, like, release Mm-hmm. of anxiety for me now, which, um, and giving me something to work on, like a goal to work on that I haven't had in a while. So yeah, that's yeah. how much I work out realistically. Yeah. I think that is kind of similar to where I'm at. I am trying to move my body every day. That's kind yeah. of my, how I stay fit. Um, and I mean, 
a lot of how I stay fit with the past, I mean, ever since having Gemma, my weight has fluctuated. I've done things where I've lost 10 pounds and then like it will yeah. fluctuate back. I mean, I'm not fit necessarily, but I think that, that it's come out of fear, which is so not healthy. So mm-hmm. I operate out of fear when it comes to health a lot. And I have been working on op- trying to operate out of love. So kind of like you were saying, it's a mindset shift. And yeah. I've been trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this in a way that makes me happy? Because I operate out of fear, which means I probably I haven't worked out consistently or kept with the program, but I will work out one to two days a week, probably my last five years of my life, unless I am doing something consistent, but I'll kind of fall off the wagon and then I'll kind of get myself into, okay, I have to at least work out today or I have to at least do this. And it's just so miserable because I'm so unhappy doing it and I'm just searching for something. I'm like, I'm searching for the next best program or searching for this um, or what should I do today? What will I do that I actually enjoy? And so operating out of fear, I'm probably like, I probably wasn't internally healthy because I'm not consistently caring for my body. So that's where I'm, that's what I'm working on is just how do I operate out of love? And how do I make this something that I enjoy so that it can be a lifestyle and actually part of my life. And I'm not just skating by because I'm operating out of fear and moving my body once or twice a week and then eating a donut donut on Monday and then eating a salad the next day and then eating like three more donuts for the rest of the week. Because (laughs) I wouldn't say I struggle with disordered eating or anything to that level. But it's just so inconsistent and not not a healthy mindset around it. So lately, I have been focusing on just eating real food, eating whole food, yeah. whole foods, and trying to cook more and get more creative and enjoy that. So shift my mindset about that and then mm-hmm. shift my mindset about working out because I do feel happiest when I am consistently working out or at least moving my body, like at least taking a long walk that day um, in some way. So not that there's never a break from either a long walk, which is not, you know, some people might not call that a workout. I definitely think it's great physical activity oh, absolutely. and it can be super healthy for you. Yeah. And then I, I like to do strength training as well. So I use, I'm using an app right now called Alive. I've only been using that for about three weeks, but it's probably one of my favorite programs that I've used in a while. I used to use these free programs on bodybuilding.com a long time ago oh, yeah. that I actually really enjoyed. So if I can find those, I'll link them if anybody I don't know wants. which ones you're talking about. Are they like in a sheet and they like have a couple of different workouts um, listed and then you just kind of. I think I know which ones you're talking about. I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. I did them so long ago, but I really liked them. I feel like that's the last time I really liked it, a workout. I used to do CrossFit because my husband really wanted to do it, and I just did not like it. So um, not to say any, like, CrossFit's great, but I just, I've done so, I've pushed myself into so many things, feeling like this is what fitness is supposed to look like. Right, and it felt like punishment. It's punishing you work too hard and then you don't want to do it. And then that becomes that fear mentality of like, if I don't do it to this level, I will never be fit. Well, I can't do these things and they're too hard for me. So this is punishment and this is, and it's just puts you in a really bad cycle of what being fit means or what working out means. And I've had to come to terms with that. That's not what it's about. It's about doing what you can, what's good for your body, however that looks you know? Yeah. And so I just think that that is, if we want to simplify this idea of being fit, I think it does come, it's like a holistic thing. It has to 
there has to be a healthy mindset around it. And it has to be about just what are the basics? Like, what is our body supposed to do? I mean, food is supposed to be fuel for our body, but we're also supposed (laughs) to enjoy it. I mean, I think that there's a reason why we enjoy food. So some people really do do well with restriction. I don't. I have to have a balance, but I have to focus on is this, am I feeling my body well? And when I am, I'm happier, I feel better, and I'm better for the people around me. And then with fitness, it's the same thing. If I focus on the fact that, okay, when I go, we have a home gym, which is great. It's not like really fancy, but it's something that we invested in when we bought our house. So we at least have some kind of functional things down there. And we also got a free treadmill, which was great (laughs) from a friend. That was amazing. That was a great find. But either way, I focus my mind on lately, and this is the only way I've been able to be consistent, which is only over the past month. So I don't want to act like, well, I've been doing this for a year, but I've been focusing my mind on how I'm going to feel when I go down there. And as long as I'm not forcing myself to do burpees or other things I hate, (laughs) (laughs) as long as I'm not forcing myself into the things I do not like, I'm going to feel great while I'm doing it. I put on music that I love. I don't like typical workout music, but I used to feel like I needed to find the right workout. Oh my gosh, I know. Or the right clothes that don't do and and becomes this whole thing of like I have to be something or someone to be fit. And that is not what it's about. And I think that's what I've learned the most is that I can stay in my lane, I can be Catherine, I can look whatever I look like and still come to the table and do the workout or, or, you know, show up for myself and eat. It is all about just showing up for yourself as you are and finding what fits your lifestyle. And it, and it's really turned into this big production that it doesn't need to be. And I think I had built it up so much in my mind of that I need to be someone or be something to be fit. And I've had to eliminate that mindset that, no, I'm taking care of the body that I was given so that I can be present for the people that I've been given, you know? Yeah. And I think what's interesting too, is that when, like, when you say it like that too, it's just fitness doesn't even look a certain way on everyone's body. Right. Like, There are so many accounts out there that, yeah, sure, I'm going to look at someone like the person who creates the app that I use. uh, What's her name? Whitney Simmons. She's her body is amazing. I can look at her and think that's what fitness looks like. But I most likely I will never look like that. And that's fine because our bodies are different. Plus, that's her job. I mean, you have to think of that. And I think that that gets so discouraging in the fitness world is just we see other people who are doing this as their job or. That's just, it comes, not to say it comes naturally or it's genetics to them. I don't want to like downplay that they work yeah. hard, but it is. It's about what do you want to put into this? For me, I'm not going to be in the gym for hours or eat right. absolutely perfectly. So I'm never going to look like that. And that's okay. Fitness doesn't have to look like that. It doesn't look a certain way. All body types are different and it's more about how you feel. Exactly. Okay. So we had a question about home workouts as well about easy at home workouts getting creative at home because they don't have the option to go to the gym so for me I do that I do work out at home but I do have some equipment so that's helpful but before I when I didn't have equipment 
I actually don't like the gym. I feel like our perspectives are opposite yeah. on this. I don't like the gym, but I always have had a, I haven't always had a home gym, but when I grew up, I had a home gym as well. So I've always been working out at home. So yeah. when I didn't have a home gym, I would do Pilates and things like that. I loved, I think her name is Blogilates or Pop Pilates or something. I did that. Oh, that was one of yes, the first. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the first home workouts I did, and I loved it. Yeah. Beachbody has this a whole great. platform mm -hmm. that's amazing. And then some of their workouts require no equipment. Heather Robertson is a person that I've recently found on YouTube, and she okay. has free workouts that are right. a lot of them are no equipment as well. So the yeah. thing about a lot of non-equipment workouts are hit high intensity interval yep. training. I do not That's like hard. high intensity interval training. That's hard, but <laughs> there's also like Pilates and all of that that I, I do enjoy that. So yeah. um, what it's, it's about what you enjoy and just searching because there's free stuff. There are apps that you pay a low monthly fee. Beachbody yeah. uh, on demand is pretty inexpensive. So there's so many options. Another thing I wanted to note too with at-home workouts or just like being at home is just prioritize movement. If finding yeah. a workout and all of that overwhelms you because there are, it's almost like there are too many resources. Right. And you try something and then you don't like it and then you have to start over and it can get a lot. So if you can get outside and take a yeah. walk, even if it's cold, an object in motion stays in motion. And oh, yeah. I, I feel like that's so true for me. If I start my day kind of just like sitting down with Gemma in the morning and I don't know. Yeah. I just get mm -hmm. stuck. So I have the, just this week I've been finding little yoga, toddler yoga videos or family oh, workout oh, videos and throwing yeah. those on in the morning and we both do them. And again, it's kind of a mess, but yeah. it's just something to get me moving and it engages her. And that's not my workout because I do not want to like, do yoga to ducks quacking, but it's just something <laughs> that gets me moving a little bit. So there's just, just yeah. move, I would say is find ways to creatively move. And that's kind of enough to start, I exactly. think. And listen to your body. Some days your hormones, especially as women are going to fluctuate and you might think that you have the energy to do this intense workout when really your body's telling you, like you said, just move, go on a walk or do some yoga or do something gentle. Um, listening to your body does not mean you're quitting on a workout. It just means that you're reinventing how you're going to do it. And, you know, there are a lot of ways, like you said, to incorporate movement into your daily life. We have a dog and so we walk our dog. And even though we stop a million times because my toddler wants to pick up a leaf or, you know, I don't know, whatever else he looks at every single car and you know it still is getting out there so just listen to your body and, and be gentle with yourself um don't put pressure on yourself to to do or accomplish something but movement will always end up making you feel better i think I hope you're enjoying Catherine and I's conversation, but I'm taking a quick break to talk to you about the sponsors that are helping make today's show possible. Did you know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which actually plugs up your sweat glands and keeps you from sweating? That can't be safe, right? Native's deodorant is made without aluminum, so you can feel better about what you're putting on your body. Native has literally 9,000 five-star reviews. Their deodorants are formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. They're filled with ingredients that you can actually pronounce and understand and their products have free shipping and returns and they work. I've tried out other natural deodorants. Nothing works like native. 
I love that I don't have to reapply throughout the day. It even keeps me smelling good throughout my workouts and it just keeps working all day. Native is also excited about the relaunch of their toothpaste line. Most natural toothpaste feel like natural toothpaste. They're gritty. There's little to no foaming, there's limited freshening power, and Native's toothpaste use a special blend of naturally derived cleansers, flavors, and whiteners to deliver a great brushing experience. They have two minty flavors with the option of fluoride or fluoride-free. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code MINIMALISH20 during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com with promo code MINIMALISH20 at checkout. I also want to tell you about Sunbasket because doing weekly meal prep is worth the work when we're trying to live a healthier lifestyle, but of course it does take a lot of time. Sunbasket is here to help you with that. They have delicious recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. And they make it easy and convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce, clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. And each week, Sunbasket offers at least 14 recipes to choose from. So you can try mouthwatering dishes such as salmon burgers with lemon dill mayo and gingered steak stir fry with broccoli. They even have delicious options for on-the-go breakfast, lunch, snacks, and more. So you can make sure a busy schedule doesn't get in the way of healthy eating. Sunbasket delivers straight to your door. You can order from any recipes across their menu, skip a week whenever you need to, or double up on recipes for company. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go to sunbasket.com minimalish and enter promo code minimalish at checkout. That's sunbasket.com minimalish and promo code minimalish at checkout for $35 off your order. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. Okay, so we kind of covered this, and this was actually my own question because I wanted to make sure that this is actionable for people. So if someone who's listening to this like doesn't love working out or has just had a hard time getting consistent, what would you say are some action steps just based out of what your journey has been like recently? Um, I think we really need to find out what our body type is and what our hormones are telling us because I thought that certain intense workouts were what going to fix my body and help me get in shape when in reality, um, the more and more I became educated on PCOS and certain conditions like your Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, there are workouts that you should not be doing for your cortisol levels. And there are certain workouts that, um, that will ultimately impact your body to a point where you might end up storing fat and doing accomplishing the opposite of what you wanted to do. So I think you need to really research your body type and understand what is going to actually work for your body. Because when you start doing that, you'll love the workout that you're doing because you won't feel terrible afterwards and it won't feel like a punishment. So you need to become an expert in your own, at your own body, understand what workouts are actually going to help you either lose weight or stay fit. Um, and then find your threshold of what your body can tolerate. Um, my body can't tolerate jumping around and doing burpees and I shouldn't be raising my cortisol or else I'll store fat. So 
those workouts I don't even enjoy anymore because they're just too hard for me. And then there's also, if you've, as a mother, I have diastasis recti where my abs have separated from birth, giving birth. Um, I can't do crunches and planks and things like that. And so um, I used to think that those were, would get me in shape, but they don't. They're actually not good for my body. So if you're not loving your workouts, then maybe you need to research what's going on with your body. That would that you could find the workouts that would actually help your body and then you might end up loving them. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that, you know, just this idea that fitness does not have like look one way. I think that that not that that's an action step, but just fix your mindset about it. If it's something that you don't love, shift your mindset. And another mindset shift that has really helped me with working out is the idea of can't versus won't, which I recently read in Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figure Outable, but also have heard it several other times of just this idea of if we're saying that we can't do something, if we're saying I can't find time to work out, I can't cook healthy meals, which is what we're going to get into here in a second. Too hard. You know, I just can't do it. I don't have the time. The idea is to shift that word of can't into won't. And it doesn't sound like a very gentle thing to say. It is kind of real talk and a little bit of tough love to do to yourself. And there are situations where, you know, there are obviously we all have different circumstances and there are situations where, you know, our life has seasons where it's harder. But for me, I realized I was saying I can't find time to do at home workouts or I can't do this. I can't do that. But really, it's just that I won't find time, you know, it's just that simple shift of that word. And the thing is that if you say it like that, if you say I won't find time to work out and you're okay with that, like, eh, okay. if you're okay with the fact that you are making that choice that you will not find time because it's hard and that's just the choice you're making because you don't want to do that hard thing, then fine. But if you don't feel okay with it and that's where I had to come down to is say, okay, I won't find time to work out today. I don't feel good about that. Yeah, I don't feel happy with that decision because I want to make a better decision and love my body better. So then I've changed. I've given my I've basically I've put myself from victim to someone who has ownership over my time and my day and my choices. So that's just something that has kind of helped me actually make that choice. Even if I don't absolutely love working out, it's just given me more ownership over What am I going to do about that? Does that make sense? I love that because it sounds like from what I'm hearing is like the can't is like a very gray area. It's very gray mentality. Can't can't can mean a lot of different things, but won't is very a black and white all or nothing kind of thinking. And it puts you in this choice of like, well, will you or won't you? And if you're if you like you said, if you're not okay with won't, then you have to do something about it. So I think it, it, it forces you to do something rather can't like like you said, makes you helpless, makes yeah. you feel like you're helpless, but you're not. So I like that. So we're going to move into talking about food briefly. We already talked about meal prep on last month's episode. So we mm-hmm. shared just some of what we do there. So you can go back and listen to that if you want. But we felt that some of these questions about food, which when I talked about, when I asked about um, questions about health and fitness, most of them were about food. So we felt that some of them obviously applied because our nutrition is so important. So while last month we talked about prepping food, this month we're going to focus a little bit on nutrition and not necessarily Mm -hmm. give you literal 
advice on what you should be eating because we are not nutritionists. But this is a question that I got. How do we navigate whole food eating and supplements and vitamins when there are so many options? And do you take supplements or do you just eat whole healthy foods? Right. So this question, um, I think is so varied and dependent upon your body type. And I think the reason that I can stick to my eating plan and, and pretty much have eaten the same way, but in different formats, I guess, throughout my life, um, is because I'm an expert on my body. I'm an expert on what my hormones are telling me. I'm an expert on how my body stores fat. I'm an expert on my energy levels. I have tracked a lot of different things to narrow down what my body needs to feel well. And so for me, navigating whole foods and eat and supplements are kind of necessary for me to function well. And I'm sure maybe you understand this with Hashimoto's too. When you have a hormone imbalance or a thyroid problem, or there are physical symptoms involved in your body that um, affect your daily living, like your fatigue and uh, things like that, then, then, Whole food eating is a necessary part of treatment almost. Um, and it's not just because you want to eat that way. It's because you have to, to feel well. And and there are certain things that your body needs that food and medicine cannot always give you. And so that's where the supplements and the vitamins come in. And, and together, you know, holistically, your body is being fed what it needs to function. So that is my long-winded thing is how do I navigate it? Well, I do it because my body is telling me I need to do that. So the first way that I was set up to whole foodie is I did a whole 30 program, which is very intense and extreme. Um, but it will teach you, it's a very useful tool to teach you to look at ingredients. And that is the first step in understanding whole foods is looking at ingredients and looking at what are fillers, what are sugar alcohols, um, what is processed, and things like that. So the rule in the faster way program is, does it come from a mother or the ground? And so there are very simple ways of looking at ingredients and understanding if it's a whole food. So I've had to come a long way to figure out exactly what my body needs. Um, and as for supplements and vitamins, I do uh, collagen protein. That is helping me um, hit my macros, which is something the faster way does. And then as far as whole food, I eat gluten-free, dairy-free. I have a protein powder that I can um, add into a smoothie. And for me, drinking, sometimes drinking whole foods is a lot easier than making a whole meal. So I will throw a bunch of stuff into a smoothie and it's a lot easier to drink it down as a mom than like sit there and eat. And then I have needed to add a probiotic to my um diet because my I'm just irregular I have a lot of gut problems all of these things you need to read the labels for and know what you're putting into your body and then I was seeing a counselor for about a year and telling her how tired I was we were trying to navigate whether or not that was depression or health problems but she gave me um these she gave me advice on supplements called uh, d3k2 which they're drops and you can get them on amazon and they help d3 vitamin d3 and k2 i believe is potassium and so you know those help with your energy levels and i just take one of those and i'm energized so i feel like 
it's such a hard thing to answer about how to navigate it for somebody else because it is so tailored and individual to the person. But I think the first way to do it is start tracking your body. Like, when are you feeling bloated throughout the day? What foods make you feel bloated? When are you tired? When are you craving food? When are you reaching for alcohol? Like, um, when are you wanting to eat sugary foods? Is it emotional? Is it physical? Is it mental? Like, what what are your things? Um, and just start tracking. Um, that's the best way that I, I came to realize exactly what my body needed. Yeah, I think that is just kind of the most important answer to this question is it's going to be different for everyone. And navigating it, it's it does take time. And I do think this is something worth spending time on. I think that our our culture at large really undermines the importance of food and nutrition and what we're putting into our bodies. I mean, whenever we are looking at how can we spend the very least on food, we need to feed our bodies and fuel our bodies. And now it's just like, how can I spend the very least on this? How can I have my grocery budget the lowest as possible? Yes, right. And it's not that that's bad. I mean, I understand it. And we look to lower our grocery budget too, because it can also get out of hand. I mean, there's so many flashy labels and different ways to eat. But I do think that this is worth spending time on. I think it's worth spending money on. And I think it's worth also knowing that there is a lot of marketing and advertising that's going to want you to buy things because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a vulnerable subject because we want to get healthy. We want to make sure we're putting the right things in our body, especially if we're in that place where we're searching for that. It's really easy to fall into spending a ton of money and buying the next best thing. But at the same time, there's a thin line, but it's important to spend time here and do research. Yeah. And I can't 100% say that I know what my body needs. And I mean, I felt better with less dairy and less gluten in my diet as well, but I don't always do that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of try to pay attention to how I'm feeling. And But something that I've been taking consistently that really helps me and helps my mood is ashwagandha. And I think it's an herb that can help with just anxiety and boost Mm -hmm. your mood and everything. So that's just something that I take. And I use protein powder that has no crazy additives and is from grass-fed cows. So that works for me as well. But everyone's going to be different with this. And it's hard because it is overwhelming, to be honest. It it is. And whenever I want to look into a new supplement, yeah, I spend a long time researching it. But I just think it's a worthy place to spend time. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you were saying getting grocery budgets down and all this stuff, is it's not a good deal if it's not good for your body and not suited for your body. And because it is so tailored, what, yeah, what works for one person might not work for another and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah, for sure. I think it's hard. (laughs) It really is. So the last question that we are going to talk about I feel like wraps this all up really well. And just this idea of how do you feel healthier and, you know, make healthy choices without feeling deprived? For me, a bad relationship with food is deprivation. I think oftentimes when we think about eating healthy, we think we're going to be deprived. But for me, I feel more chained to bad things when I feel terrible because I'm not eating well. So for a long time, my bad relationship with food 
really kept me from feeling good. And so now that I've found a better relationship with food, I feel like I actually have freedom. I have freedom to make good choices. I have freedom to, to have more energy to go hang out with my son and be in a better mood for my husband. And so um, I think that's something you have to really come to understanding your body, like I've said before, and understanding that indulging is not going to totally stop your progress. You don't have, it doesn't have to be this all or nothing and you don't have to be so restrictive that you feel miserable. But I think finding a good relationship with food will give you freedom and you really need to explore what that looks like for you. Stay in your lane when it comes to finding the right diet plan for you. What works and is healthy for some other person may not suit you. For me, I wish I could eat gluten and dairy and sugar and all these things and still maintain a healthy physique or whatever, and still be energized that, you know, I see people indulging in these awesome foods that I wish I could eat, or I wish I could eat spicy food. But the thing is, my body just doesn't tolerate certain things. So I don't feel deprived in that way. I just feel like this is not good for my body. And I need to acknowledge that and just come to terms with the body I've been given. So um, I think we can really feel negative about what health means, but you really can turn it around and say, actually, what's going to give me freedom in the way that I feel? Right. I think that's so interesting because the idea of being deprived, like a lot of the typical American foods or like the standard American diet deprives our bodies of nutrition and yeah. deprives our bodies of what they need. And that's why there's so much disease and yeah, so so many problems. So with that said, some people do work better with more stringent approach to the way that they eat. I personally feel less deprived if I allow myself to have something that I if I have a sweet tooth and I give myself the freedom to make that choice, but I'm making choices that are good for my body along the way. Does that make sense? Putting first to care for myself and care for my body by eating whole foods. And then I can, because I'm making that choice, the majority of the time, you know, the 10, 20% of the time that I want to indulge, it's not going to be an issue. It's not going to yeah. affect me. That's not how my relationship with food always is, but it's always what I kind of aim for is just that, mm -hmm. that kind of 80, if you've heard of the 80, 20 yep. mindset of 80% making the best choices for your body that you can. And then 20% letting yourself indulge. I mean, we often will have a pizza night once a week and that's yeah. just something that, you know, it's not the healthiest, but at the same time, if I am, going to care for my body, then I need to eat like one to two pieces of pizza and have a salad if I'm still hungry, you know, yep. it's because that can still become a problem. It really can be, right. especially with disordered eating. And especially if you, I know that I fall, I can fall into the mindset where having a pizza night means the next day I might as well, I ate three pieces of pizza. Yeah. I might as well eat a donut for breakfast. You know, it's just, it's, it's so a awesome. ripple effect. So I think yeah. that kind of like you said, if we look at that idea of deprived and not think about, oh, we deserve, I deserve a treat. Like I yes. deserve the donut. Right. Sorry, I keep talking about donuts, but. <laughs> <laughs> you need donuts. I don't know. You know, I, I think that we are, we condition ourselves to feel that way. Like these things right. are going to make us 
feel better. These things are going to make us happier. And sure, sometimes they will. And sometimes they are great. Sometimes they are going to lift our mood. Sometimes enjoying ice cream with your family is a great experience. But it doesn't always have to be something where if you say no to that, then that's that means you're deprived. Right. And I would say two, two things with that, with that feeling of deprivation is that you have to remember one, that there are so many good alternatives now to treats that if you are a treats person or, you know, whatever it may be, there are so many great alternatives that it can still fit within that healthy, quote unquote, healthy, uh, food category without it being all on the other side of the spectrum, like super unhealthy. So find those alternatives. I love like dairy-free ice cream. Uh, I found a chocolate that that's made with oat milk. Um, so if you need your treats, like there are recipes that, that can fit within, I'm going to say paleo, if that's paleo or keto or whatever it is, find your alternatives so you're not reaching for the stuff that's going to make you feel like crap. Um, so that the majority of the time that if you want to indulge, you're indulging in a little bit better food. Um, than than just like overdoing it, if that makes sense. So find your alternatives. I love my go-to alternatives. They make me feel like I'm getting a little something without binging. And then the second thing is that make sure you are eating enough calories during the day that you are getting enough good food because if you aren't fueling your body correctly, you will succumb to temptation and overindulge and reach for those really bad foods. So caring for your body and being healthy may also mean that you need to eat more of the good stuff so that you can combat the bad stuff. I just think that this topic, there's so many directions to go with it and there are so many different ways to eat. And when it comes down to it, sometimes I feel like we can find a way to simplify it, but it's going to be so individual for each person. So there's no one way to say this is the simple way to do it. But what I do want to end with quickly is that a couple of resources. One, we will link the faster way to fat loss. So I worked under a coach, which is really what helped me stick with it. And her name is Mallory Gray. And I have an affiliate link that I can give you that will send you to her registration for her rounds. She starts another round pretty soon, but she always has ongoing rounds in there six weeks. Do you have other resources that you want to plug into? All I wanted to share is that I don't, I just got a new cookbook and I can't stop talking about it. So, oh yeah, (laughs) um, it's called instant loss and it's has a lot of instant pot recipes, but it's not all instant pot. And I just love her and I love her story. And the, the author is Brittany Williams. So that is just a resource that I am going to also link in the show notes and, I'll just link as much as I can possibly remember that we talked about. And yeah, Yeah. that's, that's really it. So I hope that this episode helped you feel less alone or helped give you some kind of direction. If you are looking to pursue um, your health and fitness in some way. Yeah. We're real people doing real battles with our health and, you know, we're, we're in the struggle with you. So we get it. And we want you to be as successful as we are trying to be. Yeah. Cause we're definitely not like on the other side of it. I hope it doesn't right. come off we're like in that. It, and I don't sure. think it has. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're in it with you. Oh my gosh. All right, friend. I hope that this episode, this long discussion on health and fitness was helpful to you in some way, whether it just made you feel less alone, whether it encouraged you to explore what would work 
for you. I am grateful if it has encouraged you. If you enjoyed this episode and Catherine and I's conversation, would you share this episode with a friend or share it on Instagram? So grateful for you whenever you do that. Helps invite more women into this community, which helps me be able to keep creating content. So I'm so grateful every time that you do that. Thanks again for being here, for listening in. A reminder that the things we mentioned can be found in the show notes. And I will talk to you right back here again next week.